the vast majority of the society up here, they just kind of turned their back on us. And they're in a way being, you know, being persecuted because we were anti, you know, whatever anti-vaxxer is, I don't even know, but, um, we, or anti-maskers, we were just anti-everything. So, you know, so. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 80 of the Carpe Fide podcast. We are here and we are live for us, but then you hear it, and I say this every time, and then you hear it, and it's yeah, not exactly live. They hear it not live. But we don't do any editing, so you get all the mistakes. That's not true. Well, I mean, we do editing, because Ye- it sounds great. Jaeger literally edits the whole no, video okay, every time. No, I'm not time. saying that Jaeger does... I mean, what I mean is we don't cut out content that is mistaken. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. We do not. So regardless of whether or not you're hearing it live or, or recorded, you get what we say. That's true. Right? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry for mistaking that. Jaeger, you're amazing. Just to be clear, I don't know if we said that enough times. He is great. Awesome. But Jaeger is not the point of this conversation. <laughs> Let's just put Jaeger back on the back burner. <laughs> because tonight we have a special guest coming from the Great White North, a man that amassed. A man whose video interview on Fox News amassed 700,000 views in 24 hours uh-huh. and is is within a hair's breadth of crossing over 800,000 views as of this day. And that man hails from Medicine Hat, Alberta. Stop. <laughs> I'm sorry to say Medicine Hat. It's just fun. But he comes from Medicine Hat, Alberta, and this is one Pastor Sheldon Andreas. Pastor Sheldon, how are you tonight? I'm well. I'm well. How That's- How is... Uh- <laughs> things in your world <laughs> it's a uh, hot it's actually actually you know what it today get, was nice it was a lot cooler today we are thankful to the lord because we are in the midst of 15 days of a heat wave it was a long stretch yes. it was a long stretch i am thankful that i work indoors and i'm not thankful that my van's air conditioning does not work yes well but better than your situation so i guess i'm still thankful i guess like file that under first world problems i guess <laughs> isn't that true uh but if you have not seen the video, if you were to search for Pastor Sheldon Andreas on the YouTubes, you would be able to see his interview on Tuckle, C- Tucker Carlson. Tuckle, tickle, <laughs> tickle Carlson. Don't mess with me <laughs> on Tucker Carlson, where he came he came live on Tucker Carlson from the cab of his truck because not only is Pastor Sheldon a pastor, he is also a bivocational pastor, and so we feel much camaraderie. There so, is so that truck is actually part of your everyday life then, right? Well, not so much every day, but uh, my, my monthly life, I break down my, my work. I usually work a week out of the month or two weeks out of the month. Uh, just try to get as much work in as possible so I have as much ministry time during the other weeks as possible. That's phenomenal. But, uh, yeah. That's a, that's, that's stellar. Um, yeah. So just in the, in our, in our end, uh, shipping on ups so we have we'll have sleeper teams that go out for like four days straight on a long haul and they'll come back and that'll be their four-day block and then they'll get three or four days off and then do it again that's like such a cool name i want to be on that team like the sleeper team it does sound cool it sounds so cool <laughs> uh do they kill people in their free time Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Sheldon, what exactly do truckers do in their free time no, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had free time in years. Ah, so, praise yes. the Lord. That's Amen. right. Bible ministry. That is 100% Keep correct. That 
business coming. When I say so, business, I mean busyness. So I, I just just to get more more clarification here, how in the heck did you end up on Tucker Carlson? <laughs> oh, well, uh, James Coates is a, is a friend of mine, okay. and uh, I think uh, his producer reached out to him and uh, and asked if there was anybody who who he knew that would be interested in going on Tucker, and he he knew I was along on the convoy so we just shared the information that's excellent that's excellent well you you spoke very clearly so i was i was glad to, i was glad to hear um someone be able to give some level-headed truth <laughs> in the midst of that chaos so before you got into your big rig and and <laughs> started to drive to your nation's capital prior to that how was your corona experience in medicine hat uh, from I guess from both the ministry standpoint as well as you know being a a trucker in the midst of coronavirus uh, with with all the you know vaccine passports and the electronic app that was you know scanning you randomly stealing bits of your soul from time to time how 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 yeah. how, did, how did that go I, I mean did your church get barred wired you know there's so many questions like we we just uh, we just assume everybody just you know was marched was you know frog marched into concentration camps up there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't quite that bad for us. But I have to make a correction. We we didn't end up taking up my truck to to Ottawa. I packed up my my whole family in our minivan, and we we followed up the convoy with, oh, uh, the with some of the other some of the other trucking friends that we had, and and provided some relief driving for them along the way. Oh, that's but, awesome! Uh, yeah. So we but could have gone up with our minivans. No, could have come up with your minivan. There was a huge minivan caravan. Um, <laughs> Well, it's awesome that you were able to provide reprieve for truck drivers. You yourself being a truck driver—that's awesome. Yeah, we went. We went in support. We. Uh, uh, it was unfortunate that we couldn't take my truck. It was under repair at the time, so so we packed up the, the wife and kids and, and followed up, and we got to help out with a whole bunch of things that the the truckers needed. So, do you feel the minivan though was probably a little more comfortable for the family though? Do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when going on a long march like that, it might it may be nice to have some of those comforts as the the kids are around. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, brought five of the kids with us. My wife and I and five kids uh, drove drove across Canada with the truckers, and we we actually live feeded about eighty hours oh, of wow. that uh, wow. on on Facebook. I don't know if that stuff's still up. They might have taken it down, but that was quite the quite the experience. But yeah, yeah awesome. with that with that correction being said, COVID. Uh, COVID would, didn't hit us as bad down um, around Medicine Hat as it did in a lot of the bigger centers in uh, in Alberta. We uh, we have a, a pretty sympathetic police force here uh, that didn't uh, that decided not to enforce, uh, but they uh, chose to educate for a really long period of time before they would move to enforcement, and they didn't uh, they didn't ever move to enforcement. So that was very. Uh, very beneficial for us and for any uh, of the churches that stayed open down here. We had uh, lots of complaints from from AHS, but the police just didn't follow up on any of those complaints, which was a wow. which was a huge blessing uh, to us. That is, man, that's it's so good to hear something like that. Really is. It really is. It, it yeah, really the, is. The other side of it was almost worse, though, because the Christian community almost entirely mm. shut down their churches anyway. Jeez, yeah, Louise. <laughs> well, that's and some of the some of the complaints were coming from the Christian community. Uh, I don't know if I should call it that. It's a hard 
I don't even know what to say um, at that point. They weren't even being forced to close their churches, and they just closed yeah. anyway. Yeah, so. Well, I mean, when you've. You know what? If you probably, you should, mm, you should I, probably, I probably send, shouldn't say what I was going to say. You should probably send them some Bibles because they may not have. They may not have read them well. Yeah, we can probably get you the address for the Gospel Coalition and uh, some, of the, some of the people there. We can just send a, send a couple boxes, a couple cases. Wait, to the Gospel Coalition in Canada? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we we they oh that's we, right. We could, but we're blocked by them. Yeah, we, you can't get their address. We they don't let us talk. They don't let us talk to them anymore. <laughs> they oh. don't want to talk to us anymore. That's fine. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, so you're able to. I mean, what a gift that is. I mean, that is a gift. To have, it's literally a, a local, a lesser magistrate uh, upholding, yeah. and even using the the judici- the judicious methods to uphold both their end of you know quote unquote educating, while yeah. also allowing you guys the liberty to worship as as you should be able to. That's that's a gift. Praise Ab- absolutely, can't I can't say uh, the. The Medicine Hat City Police Forces. I I used to work with those those guys quite a bit. I worked in corrections for a while, and I worked in their cell block and the in the right in the police station. I can't I can't say enough about those guys. They're they're a really good bunch. Lots of level heads there. But I don't know uh, if push came to shove. Like if if they would if the government would have uh, pushed a little bit harder, I'm fairly confident they would have ended up enforcing at some point in time. But um, it. It was a real blessing that they held out as long as they did. Hmm. I mean, it's a pretty long time. It felt like COVID never ended. So, <laughs> yeah. two years to flatten the curve or whatever it was. Well, really. it's ended mostly for us. They, they, like, there's yeah. still some restrictions in some places. And don't you have like travel restrictions still? Like some weird vaccination stuff or with like crossing yeah. the border and stuff like that? Yeah, so in order to get back into Canada from the United States, uh, if you go across the border, the, the government wants you to uh, put a tracking app on your phone, um, and they want to. You have to ho- put in a whole bunch of your personal information onto this tracking app, and uh, and you have to be tested and vaccinated uh, before. And if you don't, then you you have to go to a either to an inter uh, camp to be quarantined or you have to agree to quarantine yourself in your house um, where they'll send an officer to your house to make sure you're quarantining for, <laughs> for 14 days. Yeah, so they basically put you in prison <laughs> after you get back from <laughs> the United States. Yeah. Uh, which, which is absolutely tyrannical in, in my, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's Maoist. That is weird. That is that is, the World yeah. Economic Forum app that they that they make you download? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a It's picture. probably synthesized with the World Economic Forum <laughs> app. Yeah, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. We all know it. We're just saying it out loud. I mean, no, I mean, really, this isn't. It's not about COVID nineteen. Uh, let's let's just be honest. It is. It is entirely about control at that point. It's uh, that's just that's weird. I don't. I don't even like knowing that that's happening. Well, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still sorry. I apologize. We were we were going so well there, and then I just had to derail us with terrible news. Did you? Uh, so during the during the obviously horrible lockdowns had a lot of effects on everybody, but particularly it was really starting to impact truckers. Now you finding part of your vocation as a trucker, like what were you able to do during 
during this the COVID time, the time of the Rona? What were you able to to were you able to find work? Was there was it weird work? Was it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to do any weird work. No, okay, sorry, <laughs> uh, probably should clarify that. Oh, Did good. You... <laughs> Uh, you know what? We know a couple people that have, but they refuse an interview with us. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm a, I'm a like I said, I'm well a played. officer as well. So um, I I spent I spent a lot of the Corona time working at the at the jail hmm. um, in Medicine Hat, and uh, so I worked I worked at the jail, and I worked a little bit at the police station, providing some some uh, casual employment with them as well at the beginning of uh, of COVID. So I didn't I didn't have any hard time finding work up here. Did you do any did you do any trucking during during Corona? Yeah, very, very little, though. Um, the the trucking industry that I'm in, uh, we, we haul a lot of grain and fertilizer. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, there was a horrible crop year. So along with the cross border um, struggle uh, what, that a lot of the grain haulers were having. Uh, so they didn't uh, they didn't have much grain to haul anyway. So there was a huge competition out there, and and that that area slowed down. So, I probably would have spent some other uh, portions of the time in other areas of work anyway. <clears throat> was that the World Economic World Economic Forum bad crop year? Is that are you going to do everything back to the World Economic <laughs> Forum? I don't know. I don't know. It's so I don't terrifying. know unless uh, unless they're controlling the weather, which they might be. I don't know. I've heard some cloud seeding conspiracy stuff uh, maybe maybe they are controlling the weather there's no such thing but, as a uh, conspiracy we're, you're you're just 90 to 180 days too soon that's all a conspiracy is nowadays yeah so yeah, yeah no they uh, uh we had a really bad crop year the year previous so there wasn't as much grain to be hauled anyway so i worked i worked a lot at the police station i worked a lot at the at the pro at the provincial jail that we have in town and uh i thought i thought know. we were supposed to let the prisoners out during covid well, it's funny because we let the, some really, really nasty ones out, and we we brought some, uh, some good brothers in, yeah, some really <laughs> fine people. Yeah, so we're like, yeah, we're kicking out the pedophiles and the uh, and the child molesters and the murderers and the gangbangers, but we're arresting James Coates and Tim Steeze. It makes perfect. And, it just makes perfect sense because those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're so they're just so bigoted. It's just so it's so awful. What with their love yeah. and their, you know, their <laughs> salvation from Jesus, you know, it's just, oh, it's, oh, it's just sickening. <laughs> but you there, minor attracted person, you can go free. Minor attracted <laughs> person. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> yes, right. you can. Yes, you can become an educator in our town. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when this whole thing came together, it was just after after James Coates had been uh, arrested, and, and he, I think he might have even been still in jail when I had the buzz was started going around the trucking community about about the potential of going to Ottawa, and uh, and I mean, uh, it's Mesnet's pretty small. It's uh, I don't know about forty or fifty thousand people, and uh, the trucking community is even smaller, especially the oil patch. Uh, so like Tamara Litch, she's a, she was a, a a professional at, at an oil field company uh, and that that oil field company was uh, I used to work with a lot of those guys on the rigs before I before I left the oil patch myself and uh, <clears throat> so the buzz started happening uh, back then and I just took time off work and I said look well, this is this is a lot of my a lot of my brothers from from the oil field a lot of my trucking brothers buddies are all everybody's hurting 
government's just making everything worse. So we just packed up and hmm. went to go fight JT in, in Ottawa. Yes, he didn't fight fair, though. Yeah, with all those ruffians and thugs and gangbangers <laughs> in the streets holding parties and yeah. feeding people and evangelizing yeah. and... <laughs> Yeah, we quite honestly held a church service for all Christians on Parliament Square every day we were there. I had my megaphone and, yes, and handed yeah. out hymn hip, hip sheets. And Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, and uh, then my kids went and played floor hockey in front of the uh, um, federal court building for the oh, rest of the day. Just sounds just sounds awful. It sounds like you guys were just destroying property and being mischievous. <laughs> you racist... Yeah bigoted horribles. Yeah, all I know is there was a guy with a swastika flag. That's it. Right? That's what I know. Who was not a federal agent Who was, at yes, all. He, he was definitely not a part of the government in any way. He was not planted there. So dumb. It, it literally, we, we actually, me and Jesse would be you know, talking to various of our Canadian friends and we'd be saying, the pictures coming in kind of look like a lot of fun. <laughs> Kind of wish yeah. I was there right now. <laughs> yeah, it did look cold though. I will say that it looked very cold. Well, apart from it being cold, uh, that kind of catches us up really on what we, <laughs> what we, what we kind of knew. We kind of had an idea of, of those goings ons. We didn't know exactly how the how it was not maybe not affecting as much in medicine. Had the ability to minister, which we're super thankful to hear about. And I'm also thrilled to hear that you're holding church every day <laughs> on Parliament Hill there, which is, that's just epic. Lord knows they need it. Boy, did they need it. If only they had actually come outside to actually hear the gospel and uh, repent. There, there Repentance was, would have been. Helpful. There was no parlay. No. We did get an inside track, though, that you uh, you may have taught a sermon during the during the lockdowns that was based somewhat on the Magna Carta. Oh, did you watch that? Uh, well, we didn't watch it, but we did have a person. Uh, the The person that told us that we should we should maybe mention it didn't actually share the link with us. So shame on them, and you know who you are. <laughs> you are listening, and you are judged. Um, but I, while I do want to want to hear it, I would love I'd love to hear what is that birthed out of? Because I mean, I love history, so I. I I tend to enjoy the discussion around the Magna Carta. I really do. I love. No, I love it's history. such a weird question. Where is that birthed out of? <laughs> really? Where is it? What? Like, <laughs> what drew you to the Magna Carta? To to. I mean, I'm assuming there's there's some some of uh, a Blackstone's legal theory in there that you're bringing into the English law theory, and then we have some. Anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop talking. About Absolutely. It. So, Mag- Magna Carta is still a legal document in all English um, parliamentary systems. And as Canada is a uh, English parliamentary system, it's still a legal document for us. So um, there, there's been quite a bit of legal um, talk um, in the constitutional lawyering community about the validity of, of the of the law uh, that all Englishmen, uh, Christians, Protestants, in, in the context, shall be free. To, uh, to practice their religious rights. Um, now, um, in, the, in our parliamentary system, all of our documents are based off of all of those prior documents. And if, if, if uh, a law hasn't been um, abrogated uh, from, from use, then, it, then it's still in effect. So, so I testified to, to that as the furthest one, uh, the furthest one going back. The, the sermon was actually on Psalm 2, 
Uh, and See, that makes more our, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. It, <laughs> it was on Psalm 2 and, and honoring uh, the, the nations are, are God's idea. Um, and Amen. and our governments are were being called in that sermon to honor the nations, um, not their own um, personal ideals at the time. So I testified back to, to Magna Carta as, as a document holding them accountable to, to their own nation state and uh, <clears throat> rebuked them, called them to repentance. Well played, sir. Indeed. Well played. Very, very much indeed. <laughs> so for, for our... Um... For the listeners who might not be so um, intimately acquainted with the Magna Carta, um, the, Magna, the Magna Carta is probably one of the how, – how would you describe it? One of the, like, the earliest pieces of – One of found, the foundational pieces of Western civilization. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty foundational. How would you describe like the significance of the Magna Carta or how would you tell somebody what the Magna Carta is? Well, uh, at a very layman level, uh, angry Protestants – held their king accountable to God's law and natural law by way of pitchfork and flame and forced King John to surrender to God's terms for his church. And, um, and they came up with, with Magna Carta, which was uh, King John's forced declaration of freedom for, for all Christians and all people because of, because of the Christians. Yeah super important founding document for um, a lot of liberty-based nations or what what what's were liberty-based nations yeah. yes western civilization it kind of hinges uh, on many of the ideals in the magna carta um and with something that our our founding in america would would hinge also on as as the men that were founding this nation considered themselves englishmen um yeah uh, so yes it's that's that was a <laughs> That was probably an excellent sermon that I can't wait to listen to. If only somebody who will still remain unmentioned would send us the link. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, did you? So, in, in a personal way, does, was there any um, any negative effects, like maybe on your family? Did you see any? Any? Do you have any struggles, like inside as a pastor, as a bivocational minister, trying to make things work? Um, during during Corona in Medicine Hat, um, that maybe were unique were unique for your family. First of all, I just want to say you said you took you know you took five of your kids with you, and I'm assuming does that mean there was more than five kids? Yeah, we have seven. Oh, um, two are <laughs> two are older uh, and moved and moved out of the home, so we we didn't bring them along. Uh, just the five that are remaining. Yeah. Well, you're 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 aging you're aging very well because I would never have thought you had seven kids and also two that were grown and and had moved. So, well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> Must be that good Canadian air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said air or hair? Oh, I said air. Uh, <laughs> Canadian Canadian air. <laughs> the good clean Canadian air, <laughs> fighting the aging process. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but did it have any yeah, unique no. impacts on your family or or in any way? Yeah, everything closed down. Like they just, um, our whole culture just bowed the knee immediately to mandates. So our children were, I mean, they were part of, uh, they were part of karate lessons and like music lessons and drama. Like we, we homeschool, so we, we really try to plug our kids into a lot of, uh, a lot of activities that are that they're interested in outside of the home 
uh, everything was shut down. Uh, there, they just quit all of their um, all of all of their activities that that they were in. So they they suffered quite a bit. Like uh, they were really lonely. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest things for the kids was that they were just like super lonely. They were home all the time and. Um, they didn't get to participate in the things that they were excited about. Um, uh, they missed out on quite a few of their mile markers that it, they had set for themselves. So they felt, uh, my, my one son, uh, very, very good wrestler. And he was on his way to, to the Alberta team. He would have, he would have been, he would have been wrestling in, in the provincials and the national level and, and probably even, you know, probably even international. He hasn't gotten back into wrestling since That's they sad. just, uh, they and that's been like two and a half years Jeez. that he's missed, uh, and that was pretty much like uh, his life passion as a as a youth. I mean, he was really uh, he was really good and and taking advantage of his skills and and that uh, so that was quite a bit of depression came with that. Like yeah. he that was his outlet, his vent. He, he missed out on all that. So um, I mean, God God's using it all for good. We know that as Christians, but it was still. It was still pretty hard on him. Uh, lots of lots of kids in the church, lots of people in the church that are just used to having all that social, um, all that social connection with with people. Going to coffee shops, just uh, going out and doing evangelism. Like we would, we would even do it at the college here in town. We would uh, we would that all that everything just halted. Mm. So it was like a, a lot of uh, like depression, yeah. uh, probably just from the lack of social, the normal social. Um, contacts that people had and those were all gone and then everybody's fighting with one another like uh, the culture up here just became immediately toxic I don't know mm. if it was the same up mm. uh, down there or not but uh, everybody turned on everybody else um, especially if you were uh, you didn't wear a mask uh, or or if you uh, didn't agree vocally with with uh, with the government the vast majority of the society up here, they just kind of turned their back on, uh, on, on us. And we were in a way being, you know, being persecuted because we were anti, you know, whatever anti-vaxxer is, I don't even know, but, um, we, or anti-maskers. We were just anti-everything. So, you know, so. so oh, so like, you just wanted social, to live normal life. We just wanted, yeah. We yeah, were, you just like, wanted to live like normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like no, we just want to like do everything the way we've been doing it for thousands of years without this weird stuff. But they they really uh, the society here really became militant very fast, and a lot of people missed out on a lot of their uh, social con. There was lots of extra counseling, lots of uh, lots of extra conversations with people um, uh, because they missed their relatives. People's yeah. uh, they weren't allowed to go to their grandma's funeral. Um, mm. You know, a lot lots of pe- people missed out on those things and. It's hard on, it's hard on folks. So, so for, sure. for us, we, we, we went through a little bit of that, but as a church, we did everything as normal, right? So we actually, it was like a breath of fresh air every Sunday. Uh, and then, you know, whatever, however many times a week we would get together. So there was a little bit of a silver lining there. We did everything normal and people just come here and it's like a breath of fresh air where, pretend that the world hadn't gone completely insane for a little while. (laughs) That's one of the, that that is definitely one of the protections of the church, creating a a covenant family that's able to exist um, as God has called it to, 
it's what's supposed to draw the world in and trying to, it's just, it would be, it's just incredibly obvious that Satan and his lies were incredibly at work inside of governments across the world to, to squash that, that beautiful covenant family that is so attractive to a hurting world that needs light and life through Christ that they would try to shut that down. That's exactly what, that, that's the playbook, right? That's, that's the playbook. Just, just shut up the Christians and nobody's given the gospel and uh, we'll just descend slowly into what hell light, I guess is what jeez, <laughs> oh, that's pretty much what it's pretty much what happened. I, I guess I'd have to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. Like it's funny because like earlier as you were going through the list of antis, it's just like, we're just like anti tyranny really. I mean, just like anti uprooting my entire life for something. I don't feel deserves it person yeah i'm perfectly content to wear masks in all sorts of situations most of them involve it being so cold that i want to cover my face you know that's 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 a lot of situations where i like to wear masks. yeah if it's cold or yeah. dusty yeah dusty that's yeah, certainly dusty yeah. yep yeah. yep uh, but uh but when you're you know, dressing up as a character or something like that yeah. i'm not i'm mean, you know it's funny Maybe perhaps if you're welding something yes all of these are great contests for masks <laughs> You're catching for a baseball team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't want to get the. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't want to catch the fastball on the noggin there. Stop it with your mask. Anyway, it, it's just not that we're not anti. We're anti the tyranny. You're 100% correct. Yeah. We're anti the arbitrary rulership of, of of higher magistrates. That was. It was just. It was very. It was. It was overreach. It was. It was. It was all right. It was clear. Let's not get yeah. too. <laughs> get too canceled here. Um, <laughs> uh, so earlier, I, I was kind of curious. So earlier you mentioned that, um, that James Coates kind of threw, threw Fox your way. Um, like, so have you, do you interact with James? Have you interacted with James before? Are you friendly with, um, with the Grace Life peeps? Oh yeah. So I, uh, I was a part of that church plant, um, probably, uh, um, a Grace Life before uh, just when James Coates had started in Grace Life, my family moved to Edmonton. I did seminary up in, uh, or did a, a couple of years of seminary up in Edmonton. So when we were up there, we were members of Grace Life Church. And uh, James was new up there. We went, I watched the Grace Life go from 60 to 300 people uh, wow. over the time that we were there. And uh, James is a, is a very special guy to me, um, very, very dear, very dear brother to me walk through i learned probably learned more from james coates uh, at grace life church than i did in the liberal seminary than i was <laughs> in edmonton it's oh, a, a, liber- truth, but... a, a liberal seminary that sounds interesting what kind of fun what kind of fun things do you have from, from stories from liberal seminary in edmonton oh, man i, I don't know there's probably too many um to, to get in <laughs> here but it was quite intensive at that seminary we had one really good prof uh his name's jerry shepherd and he's a He's uh, probably one of the the last really great Christian Reconstructionists that are still, uh, you know, toting that that flag. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. so he was he he, he graduated. No, I'm not that, but he's that's to explain him. He's a he's a, a graduate <laughs> from <laughs> he graduated from. Um, in Old Testament. Oh. Uh, I loved learning from him uh, there, so I just can't catch shade on the whole on the whole group. But uh, Taylor Seminary has gone pretty far 
uh, pretty far from uh, its evangelical Baptist roots. Hmm. Was it was there a class on how how to ask the Holy Spirit to help you find what gender you are? Uh, I don't think there was a whole class, but oh, okay. I'm fairly confident if you if you asked around, they'd probably get a whole <laughs> there was a like a whole per- arena of. <laughs> There's a test, kind of like a, kind of like a spiritual gift assessment, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was spiritual gift assessments. Oh, for uh-huh. sure. That's, oh, yeah. That's that's how that's how yep. the Holy Spirit works. And we get those, man. We get that's those. how the Holy Spirit works through gift through gift assessments. This is like the the enneagram before it was the enneagram. <laughs> anyway, did you do you have any do you have any famous paintings at that school? Like maybe like the you know a female Jesus or anything like that? No, it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. Okay. I, it might be now. Um, but it definitely wasn't that bad when well, I was there. Don't worry. We have all sorts of weird liberal, the, liberal, uh, liberal seminaries down here too. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, you know what you might think it's actually like a pandemic Ugh. of liberal seminaries. It's a, it's a liberal oh, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a pandemic. Yeah. These, these guys had more been given over to mysticism. Uh, mm. a lot of them probably better characterized as mystic Roman Catholics than evangelicals. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you know, uh, so uh, it, it really wasn't. There was a little bit of the high-minded stuff too, uh, but lots of uh, lots of mysticism, lots of spiritual gift weirdness. Um, the spiritual disciplines were like a main core element of the whole school, um, and I was just like, "The word," and they're like, "No, no, no, you got to do this maze," and I'm like, "I'm not, <laughs> not, not going to do that." You got to do this <laughs> maze. <laughs> Yeah, no, here. Yeah, like, you got to go flog yourself. If you flog yourself, yeah, then you Exactly. They're just like, hey, no, if you really want to be spiritual, you got to go do this labyrinth, and the Holy Spirit will be in there, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I don't think no. that's how it works, guys. <laughs> I think that's a demon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really thankful to hear that you, got, you, and, you and James are able to have that kind of relationship because I, I know just having talked to – uh, so many pastors. There were so few uh, pastors that were actually maintaining their their churches, churches, and the ministry of their church to feed the yeah. flock and to gather as the ecclesia, um, the called out ones. And and so I, I'm just I'm sure that that only became something so much more special in in that time of feeling feeling largely abandoned by what was supposed to be, you know, a, a Christian fraternal brotherhood uh, of yeah. churches. Yeah. Did, me, did most of the churches in Medicine Hat also close then? Yeah. So uh, the vast majority of them, I think that there was one other, one other church that was vocally open, and it was a, a his dear brother um, as well as more of a Zionist kind of out there Armenian fellow, but but a preacher of the gospel, you know, um, very very much loves the Lord. Uh, they they stayed open uh, and and uh, did a lot of advocacy in the freedom movement as well. So we were blessed by that church and that friendship. Um, but pretty much every other church modified uh, their uh, their churches to to accommodate the government standards, um, <clears throat> at least on paper. Um, I don't know if that was even better. I mean, it just makes you look more like a hypocrite if you don't agree with the standards, but you do them anyway or whatever uh, happened with, with all that. But, yeah, or if you say yeah. you agree with their standards, but then don't do them. 
Yeah, just... yeah. Or if you tell the government you're going to do something and then you don't really do it. I mean, I just, it's a disingenuous lack of integrity in my opinion, but yeah, well, there was, there's some of that. <clears throat> it's like Paul said, um, be courageous, you know, act like men. Like, yeah, don't, don't act like hypocritical charlatans like that's not a, that's not what you should be <laughs> i don't think i read the the part where we're supposed no. to act like hypocritical charlatans you're supposed to obey jesus and everything unless the government asks you to do something uh then then you stop obeying jesus and start o- obeying the government right oh that, yeah that's that's like romans 13 right yeah that's yeah what is. yeah no yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was so wonderful to be able to laugh about that anyway it, it, no, uh, it's but, still it's still sad but yes it is funny yeah the the condition of the churches in um in canada is really bad i mean it's probably i don't know it's hard to get a, a demographic look of everywhere but um up here uh, there's there's not very many strong um, churches that are full of strong churchmen, committed covenant members of churches. That it, it's not something that happens. It's a little bit of an anomaly when one pops up. So uh, the, the evangelical church up here is pretty loose, pretty watered down, pretty worldly. To see in churches everywhere, so it's not a real big surprise when when those guys just don't care about going to church because they never really cared about the church before. Mm. It's just kind of gave them excuse not to go on Sunday. Well, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised when, you know, liberal seminaries turn out statist pastors as opposed to under shepherds of Christ. Yeah. So that yeah. that makes good sense, sadly, in the end when you start to play it, yeah. play slap, it through. Slap that on a coffee mug. Jeez. Um, I don't think that's going to sell a lot of coffee mugs, actually. I don't think it's like what I want to see in the morning. Ah, uh, yes. Liberal seminaries turn out <laughs> statist pastors. <laughs> I would drink I out of it. <laughs> I'd drink to that. What, you know, actually, it may be in the form of a question. What liberal seminary did your status pastor go to? <laughs> you non-church-going heathen? <laughs> Something like that? Maybe? Uh, that go, it's that went, edgy. It's, it's definitely edgy. I like, did that I like go too far? Um, <laughs> I went too far. So here's a... No, I just don't know what to say after that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, um, so here's something. We were, we were chatting, um, we were chatting before, um, like last week about, you know, just some topics and um, you had mentioned that you've been you've been thinking a lot about um, how the Dominion mandate um, might apply to, um, you know, what we're what we're doing or what we're seeking to do with the government um, and how to interact with it as Christians and as churches. Uh, like, I'd, I'd love to explore your thoughts on that or, or what you're thinking. What what are you pondering about that? Well, I've been going back and forth. I mean, it's, it's the whole uh, uh, modern theonomy movement has. Uh, just put a lot of bugs in my ear about, you know, dominion meant but what, with how they see the dominion mandate. Uh, like I said, my favorite prop was a reconstructionist. I learned theonomy from, from, from one of the best of, of the ilk, I guess, but um, he, uh, it, what didn't, that doesn't sound quite like the, the modern stuff that, uh, that a lot of these guys are, are, are calling theonomy. So they've been, all of those things have been happening all at the same time. And dominion mandates just one Avenue in that, that we've been exploring lately. Um, and from, from, from what I understand, we, we see that man, uh, Adam in the garden was given, uh, the commission from God to, to have dominion over the garden, to be a king there. And, uh, and what, what I've been pondering more so is, uh, 
how much of that dominion would have been um, lost in the fall and then regained by Christ. So uh, the the question uh, that I've been somewhat struggling with is, um, is do, do we in this world as Christians or as pastors as, or as churches together in any way, um, are we charged to take dominion like Adam did in the original mandating of that dominion? Or is uh, Jesus Christ as the second Adam, the one who would be taking dominion and then we just follow him in, uh, in his taking of it? Um, <clears throat> If, if does that make sense to you? It's yeah, kind of a crunch no, of uh, thoughts. It's you know so yeah. So is kingdom? Uh, are we taking dominion uh, uh, in the one avenue, or is Christ um, is Christ providing the kingdom to us? Are we taking it, or is Christ providing it? That's probably the uh, probably just, a more precise way of asking the question. Just want to come out and say I have avoided very well uh, not talking about eschatology on the carpet every day podcast <laughs> but i mean you're just dancing well, we're talking about lines. theonomy we're not we're not talking about eschatology yeah, but well, as soon as you start bringing into you know is christ ushering in the kingdom or are we to begin dominion kingdom building now you start moving into an eschatological framework mm-hmm. immediately yeah. don't you man boy it's just getting to the thick of it here yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that, so that sorry, just to be clear es, just eschatology is one of the fancy fancy five dollar words to say um like your 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 view of the end times or the the it has nothing to do with eskimos the, the, or, no it's not like eskimotology no it's uh <laughs> it's just a view of of really understanding revelation as it as it is is connected to the whole of the scripture that's pretty much it well, I mean, yeah, more than Revelation, but yes, well, yes I'm the, just trying the, to make it simplistic. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, no that that that's a, that's like I feel like that's the question everyone's talking about, right? I mean, like yeah. I I've been pondering I've been pondering that also, and uh, me and uh, my buddy uh, our friend Alex who runs um, the Men's Muster, he's over in Illinois. Um, you know, we we actually he that's a that's the exact question that he posed me like. So uh, you know, is is dominion something that man should take, or did we did we fail in the dominioning, and then Christ as uh, as the completion of all that that was broken, uh, is, is he the one that that took the dominion? My, I mean, I personally lean more towards, excuse me, more towards that, um, well, kind of like in a Christus Victor type sense, and then um, and then we just kind of follow follow in that. And but what what does that mean practically, boy? Yeah. It's where it's where it's all culminating, isn't it? It is. It's a. It's a very. It's a very. Uh, it's a very fun discussion. I. Th- I think it's fun. Well, we start to ma- you start to meander down a lot of trails, right? Uh, now we're talking because, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Because of course, you know, it's not like Pastor Sheldon came with all the answers to this. I was hoping he was going to have some it sort didn't. of. Yeah. I thought he was going to show us that one verse. I was like, oh, he really going, clinched it. The luminary is here. <laughs> <laughs> I just run into many different I mean I run into many it really does get you thinking and and you do realize well what what is Christ what is Christ doing now what what is Christ's goal for us here because these are the questions that that matter did he win just yeah. a little bit or did he win like all of it 
Right. And and if he is ruling yeah. and reigning, if he has indeed entrusted us, uh, really the church, essentially, as he hands it through the apostles uh, and the apostles to to elders and churches across the world, has he handed indeed um, that that level of, of kingdom building here now? That's the that's the big question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a bit it's a big deep talk topic. I mean, it probably plunged us into the deep end there a, a little bit. Yes, I'm drowning. But... <laughs> lifeguard, lifeguard. Over here. <laughs> Don't save him. Yeah. He's not worth it. <laughs> I, no, I'm just kidding. I would I would want them to save you. Yeah, I I mean, I have a I have a real big goal to trust in the means of grace as uh, as Jesus building his kingdom in the church. I have a real big goal. I mean, Jesus says, seek first the. Uh, the kingdom and all else be given to you. Uh, uh, likewise, in in First John five, uh, our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Uh, that has overcome the world. It's past tense. That has overcome the world. Like the faith has already done that. It doesn't seem like there seems to be a a big push there for uh, for like um, taking over government or 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 focusing on on on. on too large of a uh, cultural mandate outside of, of, of the church walls. You know, so I, I, I lean that way. I lean like really uh, church focused uh, where Jesus Christ accomplishes his kingdom inside the hearts of, of believers. Um, and as he does that, um, we're, we're as part of Christ's uh, church militant, we, we definitely act Christianly in the world and are a grace here. Uh, but I don't. I. I don't think I would go as far as some of the. Uh, well, I think more, more I think extreme. I kind of always run to the 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 wonderful reality that where where I where I always enjoy agreeing with many of my Theonomous brothers um, is is the reality that the best form of of law and applied to man will be God's. Um, yeah, God's law is the best to be applied, and there's no I, I I fully agree and support the reality that we should fight for the reality that God's law is the one that should be proclaimed in a land uh, that should be yeah. our our standard because it is clear yeah. that if the government has any role at all, if the government uh, government of man has any role at all, it is in its or being ordained by God to carry forth and reward righteousness and punish unrighteousness. Yeah. That's its only role. That's what God's God's ordained role for for, for the governments of man is. And so in that the the most effective form for human flourishing is going to be the law of the creator. It's going to be God's Absolutely. God's law. And and they don't just get that right. They they are they nail it in a way that I mean it causes me to rejoice. I rejoice in in knowing God's law, like you know, all of Psalm Psalm one nineteen, it's just this rejoicing in yeah. the law and the precepts of of God, because they are what is good for man. And, yeah, and so absolutely. I, I love that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking at looking at God's like moral law to like to be to be more precise to like the general the general equity. Uh, theonomists or however they're describing themselves just so such a plethora of different ways these people show themselves or describe themselves on the internet i can't even tell the difference yes it is a very large amalgamation of ideas yes 
but they, you know, the, the guys who, who say that they're like general equity guys that are just pointing back to uh, the civil, the civil code of the, of Israel to, uh, to make some kind of general equitable um, uh, statement that they would be for in governments today. That's good. I mean, I think, I think that's really good, but I think that they, they should go more like God's moral law uh, is, uh, is, is really uh what needs to be testified that's the high the highest form of of law that existed from from creation well as long as god's nature has been intact anyway however you want to frame that but uh, like the his his moral law needs to be the highest law of the land right um and i think maybe when they when they fall a little bit is when they testify too too much about israel's law and as opposed to God's moral law, there there can be different expressions of God's moral law uh, in you know application uh, in different covenants. There has been anyway. So I think I think focusing on uh, primarily on moral law and less on Israel's case laws and civil uh, and civil civil examples of law would be would be pretty helpful to to a lot of those those guys. But I don't even know if they're theonomists. I can't even tell I can't even tell the difference. Um, um, I, if if they're theonomists, a lot of those guys, so am I. I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> right. I just the I more I talk to a theonomist, the more I end up just thinking, look, I'm like I'm like theonomist light. I'm like I'm like you know I'm like theonomist I guess like like I'm, 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 I'm most of uh, kind of yeah. like how I'm eschat agnostic. Eschat agnostic. <laughs> that's correct. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But it really does. When you think about the dominion, when you think about what God has given, well, all of the world is God's. So this is this this we all uh, this one this is not something anyone disagrees with. A- any any Christian worth worth their salt and, and a biblical Christian. I'm not going to just say straight say reformed or anything like that. But like a biblical minded Christian that wants to adhere to God's word, that, that who, of of whom God is God, acknowledges that. You know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It is all God's. This is God's this is God's stuff. And he is the Lord over all. He is sovereign Lord. And if that is who he is, then there is certainly a case to be made that we should at least be seeking to impact our our magistrates, whether lesser or upper, it doesn't matter. We should be seeking to impact the ruler the rulers of this land for the sake of the God whose land it is. Reminding them yeah. of reminding them of their responsibility to the God who has given them any authority. Because any authority only comes from God. All authority is his. And yeah. and that's how you love your neighbor. Not by closing your church. Absolutely. <sighs> Dang go on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well 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 said. Now that that should go on a coffee that should go on a coffee ah, cup. Okay. It, well your diatribe was a bit too long for a coffee cup. But it was good. <sighs> Um, all right. So as we're, uh, as we're winding down here, I did have, I did have one very interesting question. Um, our friend Cliff, who put us actually in, in contact, um, he wants to know, he wants to know who your favorite dispensationalist is. My favorite dispensationalist? <laughs> <laughs> oh I have, man. I have no I idea know. what's behind that question. I but just want to say, I, have... I didn't know that. Do you guys have trading cards for these people? I don't like, is there like a poster? Oh of if there's a market for that, I'll design some. <laughs> yeah. There's a, have you, have you seen the, 
the the theologian trading cards. Oh no, I didn't even know this existed. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a fun picture. way to learn church history <laughs> and theology. This is excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I use them for bookmarks, but there, I don't think there's any dispensation lists in there. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Cliff. I don't. Ry- Ryrie didn't make it, or like somebody like that, or might be in there. I didn't look. I don't use them in my as a bookmark. <laughs> I I think I think John MacArthur is probably my favorite. Or no, wait, Steve Lawson. I'll be fair. Okay. Um, or Cliff. Cliff might be my favorite disposition. <laughs> I think I, I do feel like there may have been tongue in cheek in asking that question. So I guess that would be Yeah, that might be that may be tongue in cheek. He may have yeah. been trying to pull the old I'm you you know, I'm you know I'm your favorite, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be Cliff. Yeah, it's gotta be Cliff. Yeah. Well when we find out if you answer that question correctly, we'll definitely let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um if you could Maybe this would be how what is your encouragement um, to any any Canadians and Canadian churches that would hear this? Any American Christians and American churches that would hear this? What's your encouragement in moving forward uh, post a time where we've seen where whether it doesn't matter whether you're in Canada or America. Look, in Canada, being being a soft church meant you closed your churches. In America, being a soft church means you have drag queens on stage. Like, there's there's problems everywhere. Like, let's not be. I'm not obtuse to this, um, but but I think we're able to identify maybe like identify believers, true believers of God and followers of Him a lot more easily now. Um, so, what's the encouragement to to move forward in this kind of a time? Post Corona, but still moving in this giant uh, globalist, in many ways Marxist uh, direction. What, what's the what's the encouragement to the church and the believer from your perspective? Uh, any encouragement um, directly from Christ, man? Like uh, Jesus Christ is King, and and He is spreading His rule in his churches through through his people by his means of grace, the preaching of the word of God, the prayers, the fellowship of the saints and the sacraments or ordinances of uh, Jesus Christ is triumphing. He has overcome the world. Um, and as a Christian, you're part of that. Uh, the encouragement is just to simply uh, maintain faith in that. Um, practice the means of grace, go and love your neighbor and love your God um, in in the way that the scripture has give us given us our, our orders to do so um, and and don't give the keys of the kingdom of heaven to the government or to your to to any other person other than uh, who Jesus has given the keys to the mm-hmm. church and and primarily the eldership um, thereof so uh, that's the encouragement maintain faith brothers and sisters and and don't don't give up um, act like men um don't don't um uh don't cower at the at the at the sight of of the the possibility of being handed over to the magistrate um the 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 promise i believe is intact the holy spirit will give you uh what to say and and what to do and the and the ability to overcome in those situations so that's the encouragement to me and Brothers and sisters, this is not a solemn time. It's a joyful time. I could preach, uh, but I have one minute and one second left. 
So (laughs) (laughs) we are joyful people and we sing to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not salt. This is not a a glum time. Uh, So, so enjoy every last second of our time in this kingdom, in, in these churches and then love, love your King and love your neighbor. Be faithful, happy warriors. That is about as good a message to end on as possible. I Amen. Think. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, Pastor Sheldon, this has been such a joyful time for us. We have we have really enjoyed getting to know you, and uh, I anticipate having to do this a couple more times. So just you know, just clear your scal- clear your calendar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. The end of every episode, uh, we would encourage you to well, first of all, be faithful, happy warriors, and also seize, seize the faith. faith.